Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that wants United to bid £90 million for Upper Meccano and thinks Thomas Tuchel needs to go on a mindfulness course. Chill out, you utter weirdo. Uh, we're looking back at the one-all draw with Bayern Munich on a nervy night. Sea City progressed to the semi-final of the Champions League for third successive year. It's a shame no one cares. Uh, to do so, I'd like to be joined by two big hitters. Two and a half, in a way. Uh, I'm joined by Aysan and Chris, and sadly later on, Peter Walton. Uh, good morning, Aysan. How are you? Morning. Would you describe last night as nervy? Because I definitely wouldn't describe it as nervy. Of course it was. No, it wasn't. We were winning 3-0. They nervy in a pre-season friendly. <laughs> <laughs> that if first half hour, goal, you were at all no. nervous or worried no or? they had to score as soon as they scored a goal I'd have got nervous but first they had to put mm. the ball in the back of the net yeah. and so I felt I felt relatively I I felt that we'll, yeah we'll get into it but I felt it was very mature I feel as though Tuchel did some tactical stuff very early on City needed to get to grips with that they near, Bayern nearly scored in that period where City didn't get to grips with their tactical stuff but they didn't have the bottle so, tough shit. Mm. Chris, nervy at all last night? <laughs> no, I, th- I think Aysan summarised it. We'll just end the pod here. I think that's it. We're done. <laughs> We've covered it. Um, I think... Uh, no, it wasn't nervy. I, I agree with, with Aysan completely on, on this one. It's that what, what we saw was the narrative of us having to suffer, to quote Pep, against a quality side. And I was the same thing. I was thinking, Bayern, to, 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 to win this game, they've got to score four goals and not concede against us. So the probability of that happening was very, very small. But the first, the, you know, the first half of the game was as I expected to be as we adjusted to Bayern's renewed approach to playing us. But at no point was I, it was, I, was I concerned. Even when we missed the penalty, I just thought, look, we're still in control of this game because they haven't scored a goal. Yeah. Well, that kind of segues into what was my first normal question, <laughs> which you've pretty much answered. Were you nervous at all during the day about this game, or did it all feel very relaxed for you? I know uh, no, I f- answer. Yeah, no, I felt I, I just felt that the three nil um, first leg advantage we were taking with us would would prove sufficient for us to see the game out. Because, like I said, I I, I could see Bayern scoring. But mm. I couldn't see I couldn't see them scoring allowing us allowing them to score four goals. I couldn't see that, and I couldn't see us not being able to get them on the counter as they inevitably push resources further forward up the pitch. So if it had been two nil uh, as a lead we took to them, I may have been a little bit, bit more anxious. But a three nil lead gives you the space if they score to consolidate. When it's when it's only a 2-0 lead, if they score a goal gets to 2-1, that's a very kind of dubious place to be in in, in in a knockout tie. So no, I felt I felt really comfortable about it. And I was at the minute this team, this particular iteration of Guardiola City team, is exciting me because I've these things I'm seeing which I've never seen before in all of Guardiola's teams for us. So I think it was more it was more a positive anticipation than a nervousness about the game. Okay. Well, each of their own. I was worried when they equalised last night, so... <laughs> <laughs> Take it into the corner. Actually, I was quite annoyed they were taking it into the corner in 90 minutes. I thought, were well, you through now? I, mean, I know they don't want to lose on the night, but, you know, you might as well have a bit of fun as you go into injury time with a three-goal lead. But, hey, we had a two-goal lead in Madrid, didn't we, last season? Uh, 
Asan, yeah, what Chris just said, I think it's so important. I just think back to that first leg and the last five minutes of it. Not letting, making sure we kept that clean sheet in the first leg was felt so crucial going into this game, maintaining that three goal lead. Because I asked you on the review, didn't I? Any small regrets we didn't go on and get a fourth because their heads went down. But ultimately, the most important thing was maintaining that three goal lead in that first leg. Absolutely, I think I think psychologically, you wanted Bayern to go home with no goal scored. That's I think that was bigger than us scoring a fourth. Um and I and I think that it kind of it kind of told in what happened last night because they played with an air of desperation, I think, all the way through the game. Um and we played with an air of passivity, which I think comes from an accumulation of fixtures, a small squad playing the same players over and over again, being very mindful of you know, injuries and the amount of work that is still left in this season for it to be a success. And so I, I, I fully expected the way that we played last night in the first half, I expected it to be a little bit like that. Um, but for Bayern going into the game last night, I didn't believe any of the, you know, it's Bayern and they're at home and it's the Champions League and look at what happened against Real Madrid. And I just didn't believe any of that. I just I looked at I looked at the the game last week. I look at City in general right now, um, and I don't see a flaw in terms of that sort of defensive solidity. What Chris said just then, I think, so true. This City team is the most un-Pep Pep team in the entirety of Pep's career. And yet, at the same time, it's the most Pep team of the entirety of Pep's coaching career, full stop. Because it is a team that can be very conservative when it wants to be. And that's something that Pep's just not really known for. But it also carries all of the hallmarks of the very best Pep teams. I think that our football in transitions is as good as anything that uh, that his Barcelona team did or his Bayern Munich team did or even the 17-18 City with, with Leroy Sterling and Aguero. Like, we can play in transitions like monsters. We can keep the football possession-wise in a way that even at City we've never been able to keep the ball in the way that we currently keep the ball. And yet there is in the spine almost a conservatism and whether that's in the idea of well you're playing with four pure center halves and so that means that in defensive phases you feel very solid but I think it goes beyond that I think that if you look at the obviously we're going to get into the game but in general in the last four to six weeks I think if you look at the work rate of the 10 outfield players in every single game and you look at how when the opposition team has an opportunity to transition how quickly City get players back I think it and how we're pressing again at the moment how quickly we surround and hound teams I think it's a really it's a very 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 powerful interesting and different and yet the same Guardiola team I think that the, the, the reason I think Guardiola is one of the best managers in the world and possibly the best at the moment is by he makes previous versions of himself and his teams obsolete by constantly moving forward. 
So mm-hmm. I remember in in a, when was it twenty twenty one when we won the title again after Liverpool had had won it. Uh, we talked about how Guardiola had reinvented himself as well as reinventing his team because he need he needed to adapt because. It, 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 we, we were starting to find that the, the 17, 18 team was starting to be picked off a bit because we couldn't maintain the, the, those levels. The challenge with Liverpool and Klopp is that he, he think he only has one way of playing, so it's dependent on keeping his team refreshed the whole time. And and Guardiola now is constantly refreshing, moving forward, and and changing the players that he brings in as well. And I think that the the the, the, the layer, the additional layer we see in this season is that steel all the way through the team, starting at the back, all the way through. And, and when we play our, our first 11, if we, like last night I thought that aside from Phil not being in it, I think last night is our strongest 11. I can't spot a weakness in there. I can't spot mm. a vulnerability. And all you've got to do is look at the way we defended um, Bayern's relentless crossing into the box. We're not doing that three seasons ago. There wasn't that muscularity and aggression of our back line. Now, now there is, and it's proving to be the, the the foundation for the way we're playing now. So right now, I can't remember a time in it. I think in the entirety of Pep's time with us, where I felt this confident about a team being close to being. Invulnerable. Now, I hope I don't. That doesn't curse us. But it's it is it's it's it, that's why I'm finding it so exciting because there's there's a sense of the unknown about what this team can can actually achieve. Mm. Well, Pep is becoming predictable as well. Uh, we called it again. Uh, same <laughs> same team that started the first leg. Uh, doesn't need much more dis- discussion. I think we're all fine with that. Basically, uh, good to see. When was the last time that happened? When's the last time he did back to back? No changes. I don't. I know. can't remember. I, well, I, I, there may have been one, but I can't recall a time where there's no changes in the lineup between pedant, two fixtures. A pedant would say that there's been a fixture in between, so it wasn't back to back. Okay, yeah. Okay. Only back to back in the competition, yeah. In the competition, yeah. yeah okay. I don't know, but I guess if you beat Bayern Munich 3 0 and the 11 players are available for the second yeah. leg, then it's not too much of a stretch to see him play the same side. Even but that's course, never been Guardiola's approach previously. Well, yeah, but <laughs> uh, I think we're fine with that. Uh, hey, Sam, let's talk about that first, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, was it? Yeah. Just me being nervous, everyone else pretty chilled out yeah. <laughs> and relaxed about it. Uh, there were, of course, some tactical issues and it was obvious what the threat was. It was Coman just powering his way past Ake. I, you know, I felt like Grealish was pulled, uh, dragged into Pavard a bit. And there was that gap over the top. Uh, did, how problematic did you see that first twenty-five minutes yourself? There's a bit, there's a bit harem scarum at times. Mm. I think that. Um, so I think it's it's funny because I think that when 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 something like that happens, when there's a little tactical problem, right, and suddenly a player's getting exposed, you tend to look at the player and go, "Oh well, it's his fault." But mm. I'm not sure there's a lot that Ake can do if he's two on one. Mm. against a pace merchant like Komen. Um, so I think that the, obviously that issue, the issue was in that channel in between Grealish and Ake. And it was to do with the... Or, or actually, two things happened. So you had the problem with the channel in between Grealish and Ake. But for that channel to be a problem, you had Upper Meccano basically playing like Baresi for the first 30 minutes and just pinging balls to uh, 
pinging 50, 60 yard passes along the ground and over the top that were almost inch perfect. So, and the, the thing was that watching it for me, I felt as though he can't do that for 90 minutes. That, you know, it, was, it, al it almost felt like if we ride the wave of this pressure, we'll be fine because that, that whatever that thing is, that little hole there, Guardiola will solve it eventually. Or if Pep doesn't, the team will solve it eventually. And there's no way that Upper Meccano playing passes like that over the whole night is going to have a 90% pass completion rate. Like he's going to he's going to get start giving some balls away. And then because I think what happened is City gave the ball away, it allowed Bayern to transition. Um, but I always felt that that the tables would turn on that eventually, that eventually Bayern would start giving the ball away and then City would be able to play in transitions. And with De Bruyne and Haaland, we kind of just needed to bide our time. Um, and like, for example, like the red card thing, that ultimately it's not a red card, but that's kind of what I was talking about, that for me, that moment was exactly what I was expecting to happen after 30 minutes of Bayern pressure. Yeah, Chris, your thoughts? Same question in a way. And I think we're all aligned on this, and Aysan's already said it. It might be worried. The, the passages of play might have been worrying. City weren't getting hold of the ball, though, of course, they showed in the first leg. Didn't have to dominate under Pep. They don't need to dominate possession. Quite sloppy being pressed, and the ball was, you know, transitions were happening too often. But ultimately, as long as the ball didn't go in the net, then it's not an issue until it mm. does, and it didn't. So it was concerned, but nothing more than that. I, th I think that it it was it was less about us not having possession. It was more about us having possession and losing it too quickly. The, for me, the striking thing about Bayern last night, by com contrast to what what they did last week, was in the first thirty thirty five minutes, their pressing and their harassing when we're in possession w was was a huge increase in intensity than what it was um, last week. So we had very little time on the ball, so we were unable to find any sort of rhythm. For the first 20-odd minutes, we could barely string four or five passes together. And I think, I think Eitan's right. We, we, look at the, we look at the outcome of, of Coman, Skin and Ake, but we're not looking at the source of that. And, um, and I also thought Rodri was part of that problem as well because Rodri had a tough night in that first 35 minutes. He, he, he had two or three players on him every time he had the ball. So he wasn't able to, to, to be that usual pendulum back and forth across the width of the pitch. But I think that, that twice Coman skinned Ake, whipped something in, and we, we reasonably comfortably defended the ball and headed it out. And I, I was surprised that Bayern weren't trying to be a little bit more savvy and try and play shorter passes in and around the, 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 the penalty box. So even though we were getting slightly skinned on the flanks, I wasn't too concerned because I thought that the, the, the decision-making by Bayern was, was, you know, was average at best, really, and we were able to cope with it. So in games like this level, you, part of your game plan is that you're having a competitive conversation with your opponent and it could go either way sometimes, but you've just got to keep reiterating what your argument is by keep applying what your game plan is. And I feel that like we did that because there was a stark contrast. I know we're not there yet, but in the second half, I thought Bayern were unrecognisable from the team in the first half in terms of intensity, in terms of tempo. Maybe that was deliberate from Tuchel, but it didn't serve them very well at all. So whilst there was a threat there, which I expected there to be, what was pleasing is whilst 
Bayern had the majority of the ball in that first 30 minutes, we were managing the situation reasonably comfortably and not being drawn down into a in a sense in a sense of panic about it. So I was even I expected this from Bayern, but I thought that end product was where they let themselves down. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.